Welcome to part B of my chat with cricketing legend Ryan Harris. Let's get back to Rhino. Let's let's ask a specific cricket type question here. So you played, you you obviously made your debut as you mentioned, two thousand ten. Cap four one three, played twenty seven tests, uh, averaged twenty three point five two with the ball, which is just a little bit better than one DK Lilly and one. <laughs> Mr. Warren, um, but obviously longevity and amount of wickets that Warney took is incredible. Um, and the bat you average 21. What is it like as a bowler when you get out there and you make some runs? Do you, is, does that make a test just feel unbelievable for you if you've taken a few few poles as well? Yeah, so off, off the bat, pardon the poem, the reason why it's so good is because the more you bat, the less you have to bowl. <laughs> that's that's what we used to say, especially if we're under the pump. Um, yeah, you know, you're under the pump, and you might if you're under the pump, you you you're obviously not. The batters haven't gone too good. You might have been in the field for a day and a half. You might be batting or bowling, potentially bowling, getting early on the on the on the sure. uh, third day. So the batters were the bowlers' mentality in the chat was, boys, the more we bat, the less we have to bowl, and and that was the, <laughs> that was the good thing about it. But. Um, you know, it's funny. I probably when I first started, I was more of a batter. I, I loved batting. I went through a um, stage where I, you know, scored a few great hundreds in Adelaide and it batted at three or four or five, and it was, you know, it was good. And so I really enjoyed batting. And um, it probably when I went through that sort of period of trying to get the the, the bowling right, I, I probably neglected a bit the batting, and um, it, it suffered. I I became scared when it, when I started facing quick bowlers. It was like, yeah, right. stuff this. I'm 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 um, I'm not having this because I, I did. I went through probably a year or two, or even three, of, of not just not hitting balls. And all of a sudden, once I got the the bowling right, I I started to hit a lot more balls, and 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 you know, and and got back into the batting, and really enjoyed it. And um, who scared you, know, you the was, most? Well, anyone anyway, was over about one thirty five, <laughs> one forty. That that was. I remember facing Sean Tate at, at one stage. This is this is when I was sort of coming back to trying to get into batting, and I thought, oh, I'm going to ride. I, had a few throwdowns from a, a coach in Adelaide, and he threw he threw some balls off a sh- off a shorter sort of um, you know off about eighteen probably fifteen yards, and I was feeling I was feeling pretty good. And Tady came out for a fitness test in in the old Adelaide Oval nets, which were decent wickets as they are now. But I sort of said, oh, you know, we need a batter. Oh yeah, I'll do it. And, and then um, I think after about four or five balls, what am I doing in here? This is ridiculous. And then like, <laughs> thankfully another Gray Manu, who was you know who, who uh, is a kid yes. in South Australia, is a good mate of mine, turned up, and I sort of said, chop. <laughs> Get your hands on, mate. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of here. This is yeah. So, but you know, bowlers. Tony was fast. He was. He was scary. But what about internationally? Who was the Who was the toughest you faced from Mornay around Morkel. the world? Mornay Morkel. Yeah. Mornay Morkel. Yeah. Mornay right. Morkel. Is that because was, of the height? Oh, six foot ten. I, I faced him a little bit in South Africa. Um, he was one that he he, he and and this is the frustrating thing about Mornay. He he could have and he was a bloody good bowler. And he could have, I don't know how many wickets he took off the top of my head, but he could have taken so many more if he had to pitch the ball up. And I think he had a year and a half back end <laughs> of his career that he pitched the ball up and swung it. He took so many wickets, but he bowled short of a length. And and um, I'd always think, what was it, what would it be like to face him? Anyway, we, we had a tour of South Africa and uh, or two, and I remember going out to face him at Centurion in the first test. I think it was 2014. And it was fast, and he bowled that length for any batter but I mean batters obviously a bit more reactive but 
for a tail ender, you bowled the length straight at your throat or your chin. <laughs> and obviously at the pace he bowled, you had that split second to go under it or stand up to it. And I remember ducking under a few and I felt it, the wind off it go back at the back of my neck. It was just, it was so fast, but it was just that really yucky, you know, if I if I don't duck here, he's going to split my chin open. And, 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 you know, like it was it was. Do you scary. ever fear anything worse than that? Like we're no. thinking, man, this guy could kill me. Yeah. Like yeah, no yeah. disrespect. No disrespect to, no, to no. Philip Hughes, obviously. No, 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 no. No, you not not yeah not not so much that thought, but it, it's almost this, this could hurt. This could really hurt. And, yeah. and you're thinking, just get and if it if it if it hit. Not that I got. I didn't. I was probably lucky as well. I, you know, uh, I didn't get hit too many times. Too bad. Um, but if it did hit you, you got you know you, you sort of got something on it. Jizzy was setting off for a run to get off get off strike. You get down the other end. So, <laughs> and, he was and vice like, versa, when you're at the the non-strikers end, you weren't that keen to get out of your crease to nah, get down the other end. Nah, especially if it was a batter, I'd say <laughs> I'd say you know make sure you just it's it's um <laughs> you take this guy. Yeah, um, he, he was probably he was probably the worst. Um, what about Murley? Talk to us about Murley. Yeah, did I obviously didn't Murley? face him. I didn't face him. Um, oh, didn't you? No, I didn't get him. Um, wow. That would have been... I would have who's, the, who's the most difficult spinner then? Um, you would have played against uh, well, played Swanee, at, at, probably, at, at, from England. Yeah, he was He was good. Yeah, he, he got me um, early in 20... Uh, when was that? 2011, I think we played. The Ashes, or for my first Ashes, he was good. He, he had a great... That was when England won over here for the first yeah. time, 10-11. He was, um, he was amazing. He... he um, it might have been eleven, twelve, actually, but he 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 ripped the ball. He gave it a yeah, good, right. really good rip. He was awesome. But um, Ashwin was uh, oh, yeah, well, actually, I, I I faced him in the IPL Kumbhai, so That was a bit different. He he, he got me out. I think twice. I had no idea what he was bowling. He was fast. <laughs> he was bouncing. Um, I walked off and and Buffer's coach. He said, "What were you doing there?" I said, "What do you mean? What was I doing? I didn't even know what he was bowling. It was plenty of pace, but it spun." Um, he was tough. Ashwin was Ashwin was good. Ashwin. He was. Um, he hasn't had a great time in Australia, but he. But he. He's so. Uh, and and I managed last year. I was in 2019. I was. I was sort of in the IPL as assistant coach, and he was the captain. And I spent a lot of time with him. And yeah, wow. The amount of stuff he does and and the tricks he tries to do. His his, his wrist and finger or his fingers are so strong that he he just tries to bowl so many different balls and he lands them. So I was catching and I was going left and the ball was going right like. <laughs> it, it's so it's so amazing what he does, and he just tries different things. And you know, he, he, his um, changes of pace, his, his changes of length, his, you know, is so subtle. Um, you know, he was very good as well. So just just on that, it goes to show how good the wicket keepers of the world are against oh those my guys. God. Yeah, you, 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 to, to, to you have to literally go. Yeah. It, as a wicket keeper, you've got to sit behind the stumps of training and just and, and take so many balls because I mean, merely with Sangakara, I mean that that he, he virtually knew every ball that was coming, and, and, and I think he. Um, Is that what do you think? That's what helped him to be such a great batsman as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. A lot of the, a lot of wicket keepers are reasonable, reasonable batsmen at, at, at that level. They're they're pretty good batters, but. You know, even um, hearing, you know, again, I've been lucky enough to play in sides with Adam Gilchrist and, to, and, and, and mm-hmm. being almost in IPL as well when I was playing is, is being after the game at night, you just sit in the room and, you know, drink some beers and, and Sanger and all these guys that sit there and hear them talk about it was just, this is gold. No, this is just, you know, he, he, he 
seeing a car would say if, if, if Miralee's wrist or his back of his wrist or his this and that, it'd be like, he's doing this, doing that. I'll just sweep him or I'd hit him over there. I'll do that. And they'd be like, and you try and watch footage of it and it'd be did just... Did you have your iPhone on? Did you have your iPhone I on? I did I wish I had a... Straight back to <laughs> the Australian <laughs> coaches. I, I wish I had a... But no, no, it was just, just hearing those sort of guys at that, uh, of that level um, talk about that is, is amazing. For such a guy, I mean, a guy who obviously was controversial with, with his art, with his action, um, but... Yeah still has done what he's done and takes so many wickets. And for someone like that, um, obviously his own side, he saw a lot of him, but not a lot of people worked him out. No, and, absolutely and, not. And to hear, hear someone talk about, um, you know, him in, uh, you know, in a, obviously he didn't have to face him in pressure, in pressure situations, but to talk about him in, 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 a, in a way that was so easy. <laughs> yeah, but at the same token, he had to stand there and keep yeah, under pressure situations, right? Yeah. 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 So and, and when you're really bamboozled, he's got to be there to whip the bales off and, yeah. and yeah. the like. So, exactly all right, right. Let's, let's flip this, Ryan. Let's flip this yep. now. We've talked about those bowlers that were unbelievable in your career and Mornay Morkel and, and, uh, and Swanee and, and Murali there on the chat with Ashwin. What about the best batsman that you feel like you ever bowled against? Uh, I was lucky enough to play against Sachin, uh, yep. and 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 may have got him out um, once or, or uh, maybe twice, once definitely once. But he, he was sort of back end of his career, but um, you know, still still running into to, to bowl against him. Even Raul Dravid. Um, I was going to say Dravid had to be one surely. Yeah, when he Dra- was in, Dravid was there. I was lucky I got him too. But we, we, we in the, we, we only played him here in, in Australia. I didn't play him in India, which. Again, I don't have too many regrets. Probably another one not being able to play chess cricket in India. But to play against those guys over here was was still um, a, a great thing, a great, um, a nice sort of achievement um, to be able to face up to those guys. Um, probably the two, and, and obviously that again, they were back in their careers. They were still going okay. Um, but the two that probably come to mind are obviously Virat. Um, Twenty, uh, when was it? Twenty twelve. I think we played him here in Australia where they. Did really well. I, I just felt like a bowling machine to him. I yeah, wow. Thought, I felt like I was bowling okay, um, but he just plays shots. So I just think, Jesus, if, if he's hitting that for four, where am I going to bowl to him? Um, so what happens in that situation? That's one of my questions here. So yeah. when a batsman's on, Virat Cole is just doing everything to your best delivery and sending it to the fence. Where does your mind go? How do you come up with a plan? Is the team talk in between overs this is our strategy boys this is what we've got to do how do we get this guy out yeah for me it was just trying to go back to bowl that best ball you know trying to keep bowling that if he kept whacking it if he, if he did it three or four or five times then you'd probably have to change um he did it a couple of times but i was still managed to you know get back and bowl that um bowl my best ball bowl the ball that's sort of a good length top of the stumps um you know fourth stump if he, if he whacks it, you know, and and then the, and Michael Clark, who I played under a lot, would just run down and say, "Mate, that's all right. Just keep doing that. Keep doing that." So, if if he got you know good at it and the pace, you know, he got any, you know, he he keep whacking it, then that's when you'd have to, you know, obviously you make your field adjustment. So you you bring your sure. extra, you bring your slip out or whatever you do, you know. Even then, you try and bowl, you know, you mix up and and go maybe short and bowl some short balls or set a short field or whatever you do, whatever the situation is, but. My, my, my main goal is... Is that dictated by you or is that dictated a little bit, bit by Clarkie or whoever's, bit of both. whoever's captain? Bit of, bit of both because Michael and you know, Ricky early on, but Michael, both of them are really good in... Uh, even Steve, Steve Smith at the end, he, they'd let the sort of the bowlers... Because we, we, we'd, we'd plan so well and, and talk about it so much as a bowling unit. Yeah. We, we'd, we'd set our plans and we'd do it. So we'd always be talking. So although he was... You know, most of the time, the captains, so Ponting, Clark and Smith are at slip. 
there'd always be one or two quicks at mid-on, mid-off. So we'd be always sure. talking. If, if, so if the on, plan the walk wasn't... Back, on the walk back to the top of the mark, yep, go again, yep. go again. Yeah, go again. Same ball, good shot. Uh, yep. If it wasn't a bad ball, just hit that bowie best ball. Get, you know, whatever the plan was at the time. This is where you want the. This is where you want them hitting the ball, ball that ball there, you know, whatever. So, if the plan wasn't quite going to, to plan, and then and that's when sort of Michael, the captain, would run down and say, right, this is not working. This is what we're going to do. But it wasn't. It not most of the time. It was never ever anything out of the out of the sort of left field. It was always something we discussed Already. in team meetings. Yeah. So it was almost you know plan B, almost a plan C. So was there ever that um, left field? Was there ever that left field idea that worked in your uh, memory? Any wickets that you think. took where you think, oh my gosh, that's, that's not going to work. But, you know, and whether it be you or whether it be Warney yeah. or whether it be. Just trying to think else. off the. I can't. I know. The off there. the top of my head, you have. Off the top of my head, <laughs> I, I remember a left field. Um, what I wasn't playing. Um, I think it might have been injured. It might have been. It might have been just after I finished. 2015, I think, in, in Dubai. Um, Michael Clark or her was fielding right behind the bowler. I don't know if you remember that. Gets oh, back yeah. to start. Yeah. That was sort of stuff that I was in. I remember being in talks in meetings. So I can't remember if I was playing. I must have been finished because 2015 I finished or 2014, whatever it was anyway. But those are sort of things that can happen. You're always talking um, about different things that can happen. But my, I, I, yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, For the most part, it's the plan strategy. Yeah, most let's, time. I mean, let's see if we a, can stick to that plan longer than they can stick to leaving the, right. leaving the ball. Yeah, if if things get away and they're you know one or two or three down for three or four hundred, then well before then even, but you you know you might be mucking around with you know running in around the wicket bowl and you know you might have three back, you know two behind square, one in front of square. You might even have a fourth back, you know stuff like that. But that that's that's if you're doing that, you're in big trouble. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's that's what I was saying earlier. When it comes to your turn to bat in that first inning, you try and bat as long as you can because you know you're going to be uh, bowling a lot. But yeah. There are times, but um, backing your ability, backing that ten thousand yeah. hour rule. Yeah, yeah, going back to doing what you do best, and and mm. you know if 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 you, if the batsman gets through that, then then you know hats off to him, and that's where you got to again you make the field field adjustments to um, to manage that. The other bloke probably is Kevin Peterson. I found really hard to bowl to. He was one that because um, he was so big, he had such a good reach. You know, again, you'd you'd have to adjust your length. You know, your your normal my mind my normal length was, you know, probably if you're talking technically, it's probably you know five to four to five, maybe five and a half meters from the stumps. Um, you know, for most batters, you'd have to go six six and a half to him because he'd just pump you. He good ball. He just yeah. hit it on the up. He had such a good, um, such a good eye, such a good stride, and his hands are just unbelievable that he just. Easily get you know the way Virat Kohli plays a drive, he'd do that on the up. Um, you know, it didn't, look like he was, didn't look like he was scared of, of outcomes, no, Kevin. Either no, did he? he look like no. okay, I'm playing my way, if I get out, yeah. I get out. That was his, that bad. was exactly the way he played, exactly mm. right. And and I, I remember, um, a little bit on, um, before they came out here and we beat him out here when they when they beat us in England, I got a bit cocky and said something to him in England. I think it was, um. <laughs> I think it was Manchester. And by this time, he was I think he was sort of on the outer, but he was still playing pretty good cricket. I ran past him. He was playing a few shots. I said, Kev, don't blow it for your teammate. You know, don't. This, this test match is huge. And we, we probably would have won it. We got washed out. We had him four for 20, I think, or four for th- whatever it was. But and, and, and as I ran past again the second time, he said, Rhino, I don't care, mate. 
I'm going to make 100 in. doesn't matter. If I get out or if I make 50, it doesn't matter. I'm just, the way I play, it was like, good answer, mate. I can't, I've got nothing for you. No. <laughs> you know, he was that sort of guy. But his cockiness, um, and he's a cocky guy, but he's, he, his cockiness was so damaging when it came to his game. Because one thing, one thing we, uh, even in, you know, back when I said it, when we lost 2011-12, the, the thing was in the team is don't say anything to Kevin Peterson because if you say something to him, it just he's he's a good player, but he turns into a great player because he takes you yeah. on, and, yeah. you know, and it makes him switch on, and you know, and we saw it. He did it. He did it so well. He didn't need anyone to talk to him. He did it so well in that series. But he was he was such a good player. Sounds a little bit like uh, one Michael Jordan in the Last Dance, isn't it? Every time I haven't anyone... seen that yet. I'm, I'm waiting to watch oh, it, but I've heard you it haven't so good, seen yeah. it. No, you I haven't seen it. Oh my no, god! I, I need to watch it. <laughs> oh, you have to watch it. It's... Yeah. Unbelievable! I've got the yeah, final episode so, came out last night, and yeah, it's just unbelievable. Well, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but everyone who gave him a bit of lip when they might have got the better of him in in a yeah. in a finals match or whatever, you know, their teammates would just shake their head at that player and go, "Why did you do that? You woke the beast. Yeah. You woke the go. beast." You know, and and more often than not, Jordan made them pay. So. Mm. Just incredible. I assume the same sort of philosophy rolls in when you're not necessarily feeling like you're bowling that well either. So try and go back to your best ball, your favourite ball, find that yep. rhythm again. Yeah, exactly right. And it's funny we we have this chat about because um, it was only today. It was for some reason um, on on Twitter, Cricket Australia or CA Digital. Um, put on an interview that I did about the South African, last South African series we went on um, that I played in was the, you know, when we beat, when we, we beat them in at home, it was one all coming into the last test. We won in Cape Town. Um, and and, and um, going back on that interview, I read it all today, which is, you know, a great reminder, I guess, but the, the, the test match before then, I, I was pretty lucky where I, I bowled again. I, I'm, I'm not, don't mean to sound arrogant, but I bowled pretty well in most of the games I played in, but I, and I never doubted my ability until we got to we, we played the first test in Centurion. I bowled okay. Uh, Mitch did the damage. He bowled rockets and took a lot of wickets. And we got to Port Elizabeth, which is a you know it's a reasonably flat wicket, but still you know you, you, the ball reverses, which is what you want as a bowler. It still moves and. And I bowled in that game, and I thought I, you know, thought I was bowling okay, but and, and, and but I got hit every time I bowled a ball. I got hit virtually, mm-hmm. and I, bowled, I think I bowled at one stage. I, I don't know if it was the first. It must have been the first innings. We didn't bowl. I don't know if we bowled the second. Thirteen overs for about eighty, I think it was. And you know, it was only that time where, um, you know, I, I it was the first time I actually sat down in the game and doubted myself. Where I thought, yeah, wow. shit, I'm actually, I'm actually. This is 2014, so not long before I retired. That you know, my knee was hurting. I'd had a, I'd had a, you know, sore body, and I thought, I'm actually, I feel like I'm. This could be it. This could be the time where you know, what I thought were good balls, which I look back on, and they weren't too bad, but they weren't, they didn't have the, the zip on them that I had. Yeah, you know, sure. I used to talk about getting the zip through to to Hads, and Hads would tell me, get your zipper out, and get it through to me, and. You know that that as I said, the gather and the timing at the crease. I I bowled reasonable lengths and reasonable lines. I didn't have that zip, so I was, you know, I was back mm. to the the sweatband swinger, I guess, and I was getting <laughs> hit. So, uh, you know, I, that was the only time. And so at the end of that test, we went from Port Elizabeth to Cape Town, and and we only had three days in between, and we had a day, uh, it might have been four days. I had a day off, a travel day, 
uh, easy day. And then usually you'd bowl two days out and then that's it. You have a day off before. And Craig McDermott, who I was talking to, he, he was he said, look, mate, I bowled it the two days out. He said, no, they're good. They're coming out. Well, I said, no, I don't feel right. I'm coming back to bowl tomorrow. He said, mate, don't be silly. You, you're going all right. Anyway, I came back and had a bowl. I reckon I bowl for about an hour, which is unusual leading into because – you know, ultimately yeah, you, want to go into a, you want to go into a test match fresh. So yep. bowling two days out and then the day out. And then if we were bowling first and second day, it means I'm bowling four days in a row, which, I, you know, Tom, you know, you'd probably think that you're not going in fresh. So, you know, I went and bowled and I, I, I felt better. I felt, I felt it come back. But Craig McDermott or Billy, or I know him as, he, 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 I reckon I bowled probably six, seven overs or even that five or six overs. And he just stood there and watched, and he didn't say much. And I said, like towards the end, I said, "Mate, you're gonna, you're gonna help me out." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna help you out. Just finish off, finish off. Are you feeling good?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going alright." And I stopped, and he just basically said, "Mate," and and I don't mean to swear. He said, "Stop, stop thinking stupid shit, mate. You're flying." I said, "Bill, I felt like shit." He said, "Mate, it wasn't that bad." You know, he said, "You didn't quite maybe have that zip, but so what? You might have had a day. You might have had a bad day, whatever." But your lines, your lengths, your line, everything about what you're doing is awesome. It's just your stupid head that's telling you, you yeah. know, this, this, and this. And I, and I you know, and I, luckily I had a reasonable session, but he just, he knew. I think he, that's he great. Knew. I was yeah. going to say, I think that's great advice for listeners out there who yeah. are playing sport at any level. When you do it, when you're doing it well and you have an off day, it doesn't mean you have to go and reinvent the wheel. No, exactly. And that's what I was trying to do. Exactly right. Yeah. After so long, um, the first time I'd been tested, I, I tried. I had, I, that's what, yeah. that, was my, that was my go-to. I had to try and go and find my perfect ball, find my perfect this and that. And he was just like, mate, what are you doing? You're, you're being an idiot. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, what I've seen here, he said, it's what I've just seen go do it. three or four years or four years. Yeah. I said, just go out tomorrow and just nail it, mate. And I went out and I, and I did, I bowled well. And that was obviously the famous test where we, we won in the last five overs. But I actually bowled pretty well through the whole thing. And um, it was a great lesson. I just wish I'd had three or four more years to, to, to go on from that. I didn't. But um, Yeah. Was it all just because of injury for you? Um, oh, the end The end was, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I fought so hard. It, the whole time I played Jess Grudoff, I fought hard. My knee, had, my knee um, was... was, 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 oh, was pretty bad through the whole time. I managed that. I, I mean, there were times where I'd bowl days and I'd, I'd sit on the physio bench at night getting rub downs, but I'd, you know, I'd get 30, 40 mil of, dra- of fluid drained out of my knee that night, wow. you know, times like that. Not, not every day, but it was just, and, and there was, there were times, um, you know, probably a year and a half, two years before I finished, they actually finished boys would say to me, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing us? So, mate, you know, I love why it. wouldn't I do it? Yeah. Why wouldn't I do it? You know, this, this, you know, this is the, I've I've worked so hard to get to this and I'm playing with such a great bunch of guys, you know, we're playing, you know, we're winning most of the time, not all the time, but, um, you know, it's what I do. And it became a, it became a little, it's a little secret. It became a sort of a a funny thing, you know, guys would get out for dinner and say, Oh, Rhino's getting his knee drained at nine o'clock. We got to go and watch it. You know, it was just (laughs) one of those things that was, um, that was funny. It was good. It was good. So, you know, you know, I went through and then, yeah, it got to England. do you know what? I missed I missed the the West Indies series uh, coming into the Ashes where I retired because I um, my first my Carter was born so I, I missed yeah, that sure. it was only two test series and then I trained so hard to to, to get to that I I spent the whole I had um, S and C Andrew Weller at Cricket Australia but virtually taking through the whole three or four months leading into that I 
I reckon I was the fiercest I'd ever been. And then, um, yeah, got to England. Again, I, you know, I started off the, the practice game. It was at Kent, um, at Canterbury against Kent. And I'd bowled absolute junk. for the, I think I bowled about 17 overs. I bowled a junk for about 13 or 14 of those overs. And then I bowled a, a certain ball that my knee clicked. And I thought, shit, that's a... That's a I've had a few click. I've had a few clicks in my knee, but that actually hurts, you know. And I bowled another two overs, and I went off the ground and just sort of saw the physio. I said, "Oh, I've had a click." He goes, "Yeah, that's right. That's just what you have all the time." I said, "No, no, no this is a bit sore, you know." So we did all the tests, and you know, it, it was all right. It didn't sort of show up anything. And then I went back out. I reckon I bowled another five overs, and now the I was in pain. It was sore, but they were the best five. That was I was back to my best. <laughs> best five overs I bowled out of I think I bowled 17 overs in total whatever it was and all the best five overs I bowled but then finished the game and then um, it was just hor- horrific pain and then I had to play three days I had to play to, to try and get my position in the first test I had to play the next game it was against Essex and I was in uh, yeah it was pain and I ended up um, cracking basically the, the top of my tibia so I broke the top of my tibia because um, of no cartilage and, and I worked out why the pain was so bad <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so once that once I'd done that, I, I guess that was the day that I knew was coming. I dreaded it was coming. Um, I, I I guess I didn't think it would be then because of the work I did, um, getting myself so fit, getting the lightest I'd ever been, yeah, sure. strongest I'd ever been. I thought I've given my knee a great chance to. I've, well, I've, I've tried to protect my knee as much as I can with the muscle and the weight, you know, all that sort of stuff. I didn't expect that to happen then. So it was, it was a shock at the time uh, and, and massive disappointment. But once that had happened, um, a lot of people said to me, well, if you loved it so much, why didn't you have another crack? Well, you know, the surgeon who, I, who, who, knew, who knew my knee inside out, he basically said to me on the phone, he saw the scan, he said, mate, this is it, you're done here. Because if you come back mm. and go again, it's gonna it's gonna do the same thing. So um, for me, that was that was time. And the amount of work I'd put in um, at 35, I, I, as much as I love doing what I did, I probably wasn't prepared to do that again if I was going to get that same disappointment. The emotion of that, Ryan, um, the joy of, and I know how much you love playing 27 tests. You've mentioned it tonight for Australia and putting your baggy green on and you know, what that meant to you, uh, what's it like when it's all over, you know, and how emotional was that? Did you sit there with your head in your hands and just cry like a baby? Or Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, Chris Rogers, who I've worked with over the last couple of years, is a very good mate of mine, tells a great story. He does it in his, um, he's done it, he does a few talks here and there. He still tells the story that I haven't retired because when it came to the crunch uh, of pulling the boys <laughs> into the room, um, I actually couldn't get the words out that I'm retiring. So he's still safe, he's still available for selection. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was um, when I got the news, I, I, it's funny, um, I'm not sure how much time we got left. I'm probably dribbling on, but I, I peeked over. Um, Keep chatting, I mate. Scan, I, I knew the scans were coming back to the physio and the physio I knew pretty well. Because obviously, I spent a, time with him, a bit of time with him and we're sitting in a, a small little change room at, at Essex at Chelmsford. And, um, I heard I sort of was up and down. Have you got the scans? Have you got the scans? And and then I was sort of sitting at the end, one end of the room. I'd given up. He said, "Just go away. I'll tell you when it's coming." And then all of a sudden, I heard a, a bit of a bit of a murmur. And I got up and I said, "What's going on?" He said, "I got your scans." And I looked over his shoulder and I could see. A, I'd seen enough. I'm still 
x-rays and MRIs are very hard to read, but I'd seen a few of my time, especially in my knee, that I saw a little shadow and a little line. I thought, shit, what's that? And he said, just go away and I'll come and see you when, and talk to you about it when, um, when I need to. So went away and then he came and got me about 20 minutes later and, and uh, took me downstairs in a little area with, with the coach, uh, with the manager. And I thought, shit, this isn't good. Anyway, he told me, this is what, this is what it is. You've cracked this, you've done that. Um, I've got um, the surgeon on the phone. He wants to talk to you. And as I just said before, that's exactly what he said. He said I said, what do you think? What do you think? I, I said, what do you think I should do? Uh, after Alex Contouris, who's still there, he's head yeah. of the um, Yeah, he sort of, he went through it all. And, and he said, I said to him, sorry, what well, I said to him, what should I do? He said, well, speak to the surgeon and um, see what he says. Uh, knowing, knowing now, um, not then, but he'd already spoken to him. And he said, um, exactly what I just said. He said, oh, look, I've looked at it. I know your knee. Um, you, you, if you keep going, it's going to happen again. Uh, I think it's time. And, and to, his, to his credit, and I'll say David Young, who's in Melbourne, he, he did everything possible to keep me on the field. You know, sure. he, he avoided surgery when he needed to. Uh, he knew, and he's, he's, he's obviously a, a very highly regarded surgeon in Melbourne. He works a lot of football. He, he knows that careers um, are very Matter. important and they're yeah. short. Um, yeah. And he did everything he could. So when he said um, to me that, nah, mate, look, you're going to struggle to come back, um, I knew it was done. So I literally sat there for a second, said, thanks, mate. And actually, as you just said, put my head in my hands and cried like a baby. It was just, um, it was terrible. It was just, again, it was something that I knew was coming deep down, I think. Uh, hoped it wouldn't, but I, I sort of knew it was coming, but didn't think it was going to happen then because of what I just said, the training I did. And then um, basically, Went back in the change rooms. The boys were out fielding, so there weren't too many guys around. Uh, went back to the hotel, went back to the site, went to, with the psychologist, had a good chat with him a bit, and I had to sit down for a while. Uh, the boys came back. Mitch, Mitch Johnson, Pete Siddle came to my room, we had a bit of a chat. You know, they looked after me. They were really good, uh, as well as the other boys. But um, yeah, the, the next day, or the, I think it was the next day, um, that might have been day two, or uh, it was it day one? Might have been two days later. Um, I had to. Uh, tell the boys that I was retiring. I decided that was it, and then um, I walked in. I had a big um, Damien Mendes, who used to be the um, who used to be the SNC, who's a really good mate of mine. Big fella, he pumped me up. He said, "Mate, you're good. You're all right. You're going to get you're going to get through this." And so, if you cry, you're a bloody you know this and that. And I said, "No, no, I'm good. I'm good." So as soon as everyone came in, Buff said, "Look, um, we've got some bad news. This is this." Um, I'll let Ryan talk. I said, "Boys," and then that was it. I still haven't retired. I cried. <laughs> you got the word boys out. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I got that out. I think I said boys. Um, I've tried my hardest, and then I think that was it. So um, I couldn't get it out. So, but the boys knew they were they were um, yeah, they were obviously shattered. It was a yeah, it was obviously a great group, close group at that time. But um, yeah, couldn't get it out. So it was very emotional. But it was um, unluckily I had my brother come down as well. He, he'd flown over to watch the series, and he was uh, I think he was up trying to play golf further up north but he came down so that you know i told him but yeah it was, it was an emotional time and um yeah it was uh, i remember what it was yesterday to be honest it was uh, it was yeah. tough because it was again it was you're giving up something that um that you love doing love. and you worked yeah bloody worked hard to get to and and i think you're uh, a long time retired aren't you you know well you are and you and again you take for granted and yeah, we were sure. just talking before we came on on air here that, you know, all the things that you want to do that you try and do with, with just getting out of your house over the last few weeks and months, you, you take for granted um, yeah, sure. because when you can't do it, you want to do it most. And 
Um, not that I took too much for granted what I did, but I'd, I'd do anything to go back tomorrow to try and do that again. It was just a great, a, a great, great time of life and a, a great time with great people and um, had some massive highs, some definitely some lows, but um, yeah, you'd, you'd t- I'd, I'd go back tomorrow um, without a doubt. It's awesome for our listeners as well that, you know, if that's you out there listening in and, you know, you're on the verge or you think you've got some ability and some talent and, you know, you're not sure, this is one of Australia's, you know, when you look at the list of guys who are ahead of him, there's not many guys ahead of him on the Aussie list of of averages in test cricket. So this is one of those guys saying he'd go back tomorrow. He'd sacrifice it all again. He'd go through the hard work again just to play under the baggy green again. So... And whether it's cricket or whether it's, you know, football or AFL or rugby league or golf in my sport, um, you know, it does, it is hard, but it's so rewarding when you get to do something you love um, as a career. And um, I remember, Ryan, if I share one little story of your cricketing journey, um, I don't remember who you were playing, but Australia was in trouble at the Gabba and you batted with Hads, I think it was, late in the day. Um, and you came in when we were in all sorts of bother and I think it was you and Haddon got us through a good two sessions or a session and a half all the way to stumps and I remember standing there at the end when you finally got through to stumps and just standing and just hands (laughs) above my head and I was just applauding, 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 applauding and I was screaming out, yes, yes, boys, you know, brilliant. Yeah, and, um, you know, I'm a passionate lover of sport in Australia yeah. and Australian cricket, and I remember standing there, and then my phone just started going buzz, buzz, buzz in my pocket. And, you know, <laughs> on, the, cam- the, the cameras camera. had been on me. Yeah, the cameras had been on me, and uh, as all my mates just going, "How good was that? You How must have loved it." And and it was. It was just that. Mm. I think I typify you watching you play for Australia as just this fighter, you know, who yeah. would just get in the trenches and roll the sleeves up and do the hard yards and oh, the podcast plug there, but you know, yeah. do that, you know, and, and you weren't afraid to do that. And now it becomes, I think it now becomes a bit more of an understanding as to why, because you know, your family, which was your cricketing mates around you and you were in battle with them and you were doing yeah. it and you, yeah. and you, and you loved it and you would, you'd do it again in a heartbeat. And I think that's what we loved. Um, you know, that's just me having a little bit of a, Hmm. bit of a fan moment here but you know I love the fact that you just were that style of cricketer and and uh and you fought for every every run with the bat and every wicket and uh you were prepared to bowl long overs to get those wickets for us and uh mate it was a joy to watch absolutely (laughs) now I've got two more questions for you yeah and then we'll wrap this up so the first one the first one comes from a good mate of mine uh Mickey Thomas um who's been a, a, an avid listener of the podcast since episode one. He loves it. Uh, and he said to me, what's going to happen post COVID-19 with shining the ball in cricket when you can't really put your spit on your hand and, you know. Yep. Perfect timing because uh, I haven't read the full article, but today there's an ICC release coming out saying that, um, I, th- I think, I, I, I don't know if the exact words are banning saliva, but they're trying to, well, it potentially is, but they're saying now that sweat is the way to go. So basically, oh, they right, sweat right. on the ball. So uh, again, I, I don't want to quote that because I'm not 100% sure of that article, but I'm pretty sure it says banning saliva 
uh, only allowed to put sweat on the ball, which I believe they were talking about banning. It was only going to be saliva um, on the ball. So, um, obviously, since <laughs> since the infamous incident in Cape Town, I guess, that they've been trying to work out ways to... Uh, well, not really, because that was sandpaper. You're not going to put sandpaper on the ball, let's be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, COVID-19 probably is probably the better way to describe it. Is that, 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 yeah, so you need to shine. The, you need to do something with the ball because as a, it's going to be so one-sided if, if you're not yeah, allowed sure. to do anything to the ball. So um, I, I think I thought I heard, heard Warney uh, two weeks, three weeks ago talk about um, potentially um, waiting one side of the ball to get the ball moving. The ball has to move to make the game um, watchable and, yeah. and uh, appealing to, to supporters and fans because you don't want to see one, two, three for four, five hundred. That's just a that's not a good day, not a good game of cricket. So, um, as I said today, I believe um, it, it sweats allowed. Um, you know, um, for obviously, I don't know where on the body because the question will be then is. Is there sun cream there or all that sort of stuff? Yeah, all, sure. But, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, so saliva is obviously going to be a no-no because of the, the potential risk of, of mm. spread of the, the disease. But, um, yeah, I mean, coming into it, the media reports were, let's let's just tamper the ball. Let's just put sugar. Let's put anything on it. I, 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 played, I played with, um, you know, the, the times I played test cricket, Never did I get the ball back and think this ball scratched or anything like that. But there was, you know, we definitely used sugar and 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 um, you know, um, well, sun cream. Who knows? But there was mainly saliva, sweat, and there was definitely sugar because you chewed a lolly. Um, yeah, sure. You know, and but again, not not that it makes it right. But everyone was doing, not everyone. Well, everyone was doing it. England were doing yeah. it. England made a career in two thousand and five. That's what they did. They put, um, I think it was Werther's on the ball. Now, not. To me, everyone will say, "Oh, that's cheating." Well, to me, it made, how good was that series? Yeah, and five in England. So it made the ball swing, it made the ball reverse, it made the ball move. So I think um, that I think you're right in that the ball has to be able to do something because yeah. you know if you think about you know amazing talents in cricket, you know I I think back to watching some of the best in history, the Pontings, the Sen- the Tendulkers, the mm. you know as we've spoken about already. But I also think about watching Wazim Akram come in and oh, bowl those ripping, okay, yeah. swinging Yorkers, you know, yeah. and just yeah. be wowed by it, you know. And, yeah. and you want to be wowed by the bowlers as well as the batsmen. Yeah, they, they might have been using maybe something else. <laughs> doing that. No, no, I'm not, I'm not insinuating anything, but you're, you're exactly right. Him and Waka Yunus and, um, you know, even looking back at that, I mean, there's been, there's always replays where you just think, how good was that? Fast and swinging. Oh, that's awesome. Swing. I love it. It was an art. It's an art. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, it's obviously great to use a new ball. It's so good to bowl a new ball. But when the ball gets old and it's and it's reversing, um, it's so much fun because the game is then, the batters are so good that when you run in, if you hold it normally, there's obviously a colour color difference between one side of the ball and the other. One's darker, one's lighter. And they see it. Yeah, that's so, unbelievable to me. I can't they see it, and, and even that. even to an extent that the non-striker at the other end will will, will see it potentially, and 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 say it's it's in or out. You know, if the bowler changes around, then he's in trouble, obviously, in his in his in his um gather. But that's it. That's how the how good the batters are. So the art, and I learned this quite late. Um, in fact, it was in England, twenty thirteen, that running in and holding the ball in a different hand and then getting it late out of the left hand into my bowling hand um, 
was really, really hard. And I, and I did it. I, 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 taught, I just did it for three or four training, five, five training sessions to get used to it. And it works because the batter doesn't know what's going on. So, but it's so much fun. Revert, yeah. bowling a ball bowling with a ball that's old and reverses is so much fun and it's and you speak to I, you speak to the batters it's so hard when they're not seeing it when you cover oh, yeah. it and James Anderson does it so well he's a, a magician yeah. with it you know it makes it um, so hard for them and it brings the bowlers back into the games if the wicket's flatter if the ball's gumball straight it's it's um, well as I said as a bowler you know in, in Port Elizabeth in South Africa you feel like a bowling machine where you just Feeding balls and the batters just whacking them, you know. So yeah, yeah that's right. I, I don't agree with tampering and, and and what happened in South Africa. I mean, that's done, but that was yeah. horrible. I remember watching it live. I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. I couldn't believe yeah, it. But for sure, we'll that's not the there. answer. Um, sugar on the ball, yeah. Why not? You know, I, I remember. I quick. So I remember playing a couple of um, games for Surrey. I remember getting a ball back in England. I think I played three games for Surrey. I got a ball back. A couple of times at the top of my mark, holding it for an outswing, and the shiny side on the on the outside, so it was still going uh, conventionally, as, as we say. And the I had to tell the guys to stop shining because there's so much sugar on the ball sticking to my my finger that it was t- touching. <laughs> Couldn't it get the like ball a, out of your hand. It felt like it felt like Velcro. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, but it it was so good to bowl because it shaped nicely and it was good. But <laughs> if everyone's, I, I don't think, and the umpires can determine if there's sugar on it, saliva. You know, guys, guys chew chewies, they, they, they chew lollies. If there's a bit of sugar on it, that doesn't bother. It's been happening for so long. Yeah, sure. I don't think that. And, and, and again, it doesn't make it right that everyone's doing it, but everyone is doing it. So if everyone's doing it, not one team's going to be disadvantaged by it. Um, scratching the ball up's not, you know, no, that's not sure. right. That's, and, and an umpire can determine that. There's only one game I played that I, that I got the ball back or was in a game where I knew the ball was being scratched. And that, that, I won't say when that was, but you can definitely determine. Uh, sure. It was a, a 2020 league, but you can definitely determine when the ball's been scratched and see it. So the umpires will know if they see that. Yeah, and, sure. You know, so anything Dang. else, I, I don't think um, it is a huge issue. Right. Well, here we are. Final question, uh, which is a common question. And I have to apologise to Luke Hodge. Uh, at this point in time, because last week I completely forgot to ask Hodgie this question. Uh, so I'll have to get him uh, next time around. Um, but it's a question I've asked all my guests as the last question on the, the Hard Yards podcast. And it's, if you could be any sports star through history uh, or current sports star for one day, who would it be? Oh, that's a easy one. Uh, it isn't. It's Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger gets number yeah, back, three, so that's back, three people who said Tiger yeah, Woods. Back in his heyday, <laughs> it yeah. would have been nice. But no, I, I, my 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 dream. I mean, I love golf. Um, I mean, there could be a number of people. Ricky, I mean, Ricky Ponting would have been great to just to bat like him for a day. But t- yeah, Tiger wow. for me, Tiger for me was. It's you know obviously with with what's going on, just watching. Um, you know, Masters Week and seeing what he did at the Masters over the time, and then watching you know him. There's so many different um, games of rounds that um, that he that they showed on Fox Sports that um, that he was you know just watching him play when he was younger. Wow! Would it would it be to be able to play golf like Tiger can play for a day, or would it be you know? Um, so Ben Iken described in high detail yeah. about 
about being Tiger Woods in the final day of the Masters last year. So that was the one day he wanted to live. Um, is that final day where he, oh, he that... his comeback and then his comeback win at Augusta and or yeah. is it just being Tiger, being that good for one day as a golfer? Uh, that's a really good question because I, I, for me, I think before you said that, I think it's for me just to be able to, to live, a, yeah, to, to be as good as, he, as him. To You know, I talk about putting the ball in the same spot five or six times and over to be able to hit the same shot. 40, 50, yeah. 60, you know, just, just to be so good and to be able to do it under the, under the pump, under pressure. In saying what you just said, I mean, I watched that. I mean, that was, that for me was amazing because, because I actually, I've, I've been lucky enough to go to the Masters. I was there yeah. in 2017. You know, we were told by a number of people at a certain different clubs that he'll never play. He'll, he'll, re, he'll be retired from golf for the next six months. He'll never play again. He won't play another Masters. Sure. And then the emotion of seeing that was just, I mean, I, I, I was up watching, as everyone was around the world yeah. seeing that. that. That was just phenomenal. But I just think to be able to hit the ball as consistently as, 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 um, yeah, I don't know, just to, just to be able to be that good, just to be, just yeah. to be able to, yeah, I don't know. There's a number of things, number of things about just trying to be, you know, be him for a day or, or, or a week or just to, just to be yeah. able to, to do that. It's, it's words that, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to find, but, but again, yeah. awesome. I, I echo, I echo, echo Benny's words there by uh, imagine being in that position where the pumps, you've been under the pump for so many years, you've copped it from, from pillar to post, and then people say, I'm never going to win again, and he wins a Masters. Of all tournaments, he wins a Masters. Yeah. Another Masters. Isn't it? So, Unbelievable. Yeah. I, so, I, I think about it from a, you know, and you'll, you'll, uh, you haven't experienced the last dance yet, mm. yet, as we chatted about with Michael Jordan, but when you watch Michael Jordan's history and playoff history and how many times that ball got thrown to him, in a deciding game or a, yeah. you know, a clutch game with seven seconds on the clock and he's double teamed and triple teamed and somehow still manages to makes it, you know, yeah. get his way free and get the shot up off balance and, you know, fall yeah. in one way and a defender in his face and makes that shot. I mean, to do that, to live that one day as Michael Jordan, to be that man that takes that last second shot in an NBA final. I mean, that's right up there for me. It wouldn't be bad. I mean, I remember, I know we're finishing, but I remember watching him. That's what I was watching NBA back then. I missed the love. Yeah, for sure. And from those, from that, just what you say, the recollections of the commentators, you know, you know, yelling, just saying, no way. How does he, how can he do that? (laughs) You know, it's, it's. um, Mate, wait till you watch the series. Seriously. I can't believe you haven't watched it. No, I know. I know. I'm embarrassed to say it, but for him, (laughs) I'm sure if you you sit in front of you now, he'd just say, "Well, I practice that. That's what I do. Yeah. That's you know." And I, I haven't seen it. You're right, and I don't know. But for him, that would have been, "Give me the ball. Give me as many defenders yeah. as you want." You know, that's that's what he did, and that's why he was so good. So yeah, um, no, I look brilliant. forward to watching that. I need to watch that. I'm embarrassed, mate. It's it's a in the COVID situation that we're still in at the moment. It's uh, an absolute no-brainer. Mate, Ryan Harris, what a legend. A legend of Australian cricket, a legend of a fella. And, uh, mate, I look forward to catching up and having a game of golf with you soon. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the Hard Yards. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you soon, mate. All the best. Thanks, mate. I look forward to the golf. Cheers, mate. Maybe I'll find a love in well, there you have it. Part A and Part B, chatting to cricketing legend Ryan Harris. And if you think he sounds like a good bloke, you are 100% correct. What you get is what you see with Ryan Harris. 
Thank you so much for being a legend both in and out of the baggy green and coming to my rescue for episode six of The Hard Yards. Episode seven next week as we look forward will definitely involve Rugby Union. They come off the bench in their long-awaited debut on The Hard Yards when I catch up with 1991 World Cup winning captain for Australia, Nick Farr-Jones. Should be an unbelievable episode and I look forward to sharing that with you next week on The Hard Yards.